Hello, and welcome to another episode of Backyard Catch Podcast. This is, once again, Nick Roby, and we're joined by our friend, Will Harper. Will, how are you doing on this fall day? It's getting better. It's getting cooler outside. Mm -hmm. The 90s are slipping away. The decade and the temperature. I guess yeah. the decade's already slipped away, but yeah. So getting a little bit cooler. I like it. I can deal with it. It's a lot, a lot better. Uh, the la- the hottest day, or the, I guess the last day that it was in the 90s, I actually was in Atlanta at the Braves and Cardinals game two game on Friday night. Ooh. So we got to experience hot Atlanta. But uh, we were we we were fortunate. Our our seats were out there in the shade for most of the game in um, right center field. So it was not too bad hot. But yeah, ever since then it's been in the eighties, dropping down to the seventies. Might even hit the sixties. Who knows? I know, feeling feeling crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love who it. Who would have thought it would be cool or starting to get cool in October? Makes no and sense. Now, I know, I know. It just sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, let's see. We got a lot to talk about this week. Um, who? Well, let's let's start with this. Were there any games that you really stood out to you that you wanted to to get us started off with? Sure. Um, let's start out with my boys, the Panthers. Panthers okay. and the Jags in the Cat Bowl. Mm. Um, Christian McCaffrey is absurd. First of all, did you see the flip that he made to the end zone? I did see that. He landed straight. Was on a... his... He landed straight on his back. It was pretty cool. It looked like it hurt. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It reminded me of the flip that Cam had against the Texans back in 2015 whenever um, they started their Super Bowl run. I think it was like early. It was really early in the season. I don't know if it was week one or not, but it was like super early in the season. And he had that running flip where he flipped into the end zone against them. And Mm it kind of reminded me of that. But, yeah, and my predicament that I brought up either last week or a couple weeks ago about if Kyle Allen goes into the bye week as an undefeated starting quarterback, what would you do with Cam? And we're one step of the way there. They just got to beat the Bucks on Sunday morning in London, and then they would be there. So, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? I know. It's feeling, feeling crazy right now. Yep. The but that, is... game, that game was pretty fun to watch, though. Yeah. Mm. What about you? I like that. Um, well, let's see. I don't want to spoil too much of what I'm going to talk about in a second, but the Texans and Falcons, um, I heard it was uh, it was the first time that ever score had happened, 53-32. to 32. That score's never happened before in the NFL. Really? Which is kind of fun. It was like some kind of crazy number of unique score, but... That happened. I mean, basically, the the Texans' offense went off that week. Yeah. For sure. um, so, which also goes to show you, I think it even just shows, too, how good, really, the Carolina defense is. Because 
they held them to like what was what was that score in that game? It was like double digits, maybe like ten points or something. 10, 13 um, points. The score then was sixteen to ten. Yeah, so they scored fifty three. So we're seeing what this offense is capable of, and this is without. I mean, Hopkins had like a decent game, but he didn't have this crazy game. Um, right. So it's even without him, like being this like big offensive guy. So I would say that's right. just a highlight of just seeing like this offense can be really good if they can protect Deshaun. For sure. Going back to Thursday night and the highlighter green Seattle Seahawks against the Rams. Is the Rams defense just bad? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, they feel thin to me. They don't feel like they have the same tenacity as before. Like, Sue's not on the team anymore. I don't know how much of a difference that makes. But I think they're just, like, kind of thin, and they can just get beat deep. And plus, Russell had, like, that crazy throw on Thursday yeah. night into the corner where he, like, I don't know how he got his feet in bounds. But, yeah, and I think the Seahawks are just can be that good, too. So the Rams are definitely not as strong of a team as I think as they were last year. So we'll For see. Sure. Also, also, yay or nay on the highlighter green uniforms? I like them, actually. A lot of people don't like them. I kind of wish that they would wear um, the green pants and uniforms outside of each other. Mm-hmm. Or the green pants and green jerseys outside of each other. So wear, But I would like to see them wear is wear like the navy jersey with the green pants. Mm-hmm. And I think it pretty snazzy. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those where I was like, there were some different states of emotion I had when I turned on that game. Uh, I first turned on, I was like, what is this? What are they wearing? Um, They're brighter than the field that's on the field or the color that's on the field. So it was just this like until I watched the game. And then I said, you know what, Nick? I kind of like these. They're kind of fun. They're Seattle, you know? It kind of sure. fits their personality a little bit. So I had a, had a change of heart in the middle of the game all by yeah. myself. Yeah, I dig them. I like them a lot. Yeah. The biggest surprise of the weekend took place across the pond where the Oakland Raiders upset the Chicago Bears 24-21. In the yeah. Khalil Mack revenge game, which... He did not get to enact revenge. Um, it saw Josh Jacobs, a guy that is not in our talk later on, so we can talk about him a little bit here. Josh Jacobs had 26 carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns against the Bears. And then Derek Carr was a very efficient 25-32, no touchdowns, but he didn't turn it over. He didn't let... That Chicago defense mm-hmm. wreck everything about him, um, and he did not get sacked, which is very hard to believe. Yeah, but yeah, to see Jacobs, the the rookie at Alabama, uh, getting the full workload, twenty six carries, was a lot. One hundred twenty three yards, two touchdowns against that Bears defense, saying something. Yeah, it really is. Um... Oakland's three and two, so it's nothing, you know. I feel like they're a team I don't think about, but I mean, they've got a winning record, so 
Who knows? But yeah, it, it was impressive, impressive weekend for them. Um, another big. Yeah. I'll say if you had the Raiders with a better record than the Chargers the first through, through the first five weeks, then congrats to you because <laughs> I did not. I didn't. Yeah, I did not have that either. I really didn't. But that's the beauty of football. Right. Also, fun fact: the Bills are four and one. We don't have to keep talking about them, but they're four and one. One uh, high-scoring game, fourteen to seven over Tennessee. Fourteen to seven. Um, the I, think un- the, I was gonna say, I think the final two games worth mentioning were the Green Bay Dallas and the Indy KC games. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to spoil the Green Bay Dallas game too much, but a certain running back had a great day. But a certain quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he just he just doesn't look like the Aaron Rodgers we're used to seeing. He was 22 of 34 for 238 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But he was relegated to more of a game manager, which is yeah. not something we're used to seeing from him. He's used to being a game breaker and not a game manager. So to see that's kind of weird. Granted, my boy Devontae was out um, with turf toe, so hopefully he gets back soon. But yeah, to see Rodgers, I mean, he's just been – he had a good a good, a good, good week last week, but he's just been average or even below average pretty much every other week. Yeah, I feel like when I've watched him, he just doesn't, he just doesn't look comfortable yet. And, I, and it would make sense in the first few weeks in a new offense, but I don't know what it is. Do you think he might be, like, hurt or something else is going on that we just don't know about and we'll find out later? Um because it's just he just seems a little off. I think you're right. Like it's not. It's starting to be a little worrisome if I'm a Packers fan. Even though that I mean it's a good win, but with their long term goals still ahead of them. Right. I don't know if I'd say he's hurt, but he definitely is not looking like himself. And mm-hmm. it may be too the new um, new offense with the new head coach. Maybe getting used to it, getting his feet wet. I'm not sure. Or maybe he's just not as good as he used to be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a possibility. That's a possibility. And then <laughs> the last game, uh, what were you going to say? No, I was just, I was jumping us to the last game. Chiefs okay. Colts. Yeah. On the same wavelength there. there yeah. Go. The Colts, Colts upsetting the Chiefs, bringing their unbeaten record to an end. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, 18 to 29, 151. No touchdowns a pick. Not a great game for him. Marlon Mack, however, doing work on the ground. Mm-hmm. But the, the story was really the, the defense in this one, which is not something I thought I would say in a Colts-Chiefs game coming into the season, that the defense would be the the stars of the game. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, I mean, here we are. Uh, I mean, Mahomes was 22 of 39 for 321 and a touchdown, which is, like, good and fine, but it's not, like, Mahomes-esque, you know? And it didn't – I mean, for the offense only score 13 points, it's kind of a letdown. The running game was not there for yeah, them. Yeah, they were awful. And I think it's also showing that it's starting to hurt with uh, Hill being out and – Sammy Watkins getting hurt in like the first play, right? Like, like they they still have some threats, but I think you're seeing a drop off a little bit in the receiving core for them too. 
of just what's available. Not that they're not good, but there's a reason why, you know, a couple of those guys were getting the bigger, bigger. For contracts. sure. Especially so. Mr. Once You Pop, You Cannot Stop, Byron Pringle mm. was the leading receiver for the Chiefs. Uh, he had six catches for 103 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Would not recommend uh, going to pop Pringle this week on the waiver wire. Um, <laughs> especially because there's rumors that Tyreek might actually be back this week. Yeah, I've heard some little birdies chirping about how that might be the case. So they they could definitely use it. Yeah, they need some. Sure. They need it uh, back. If, if we were doing an all-name team for the NFL – uh, Byron Pringle would be a top candidate for the wide receiver, a wide receiver position, because it's hard to pass up a, a a pop to Pringle. Yeah, I'd it's it's definitely among the most delicious last names mm-hmm. in football. I'm trying to think if there's anyone last named Bacon, and I cannot I mean, think of a basketball player. I mean, of a football player named Bacon. I, I got Dwayne Bacon in basketball. Dwayne Bacon, yeah. Hmm. We should probably do some kind of podcast about the most delicious names in, in sports. Yeah, just in all the we'll most put, most edible names. We'll put sports. that on the uh, put that on the docket for a future pod. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, are you ready to hop into these players from this week that you want to talk about? Let's do it. All right, start us off. All right, well, shocker here. The avid Clemson fan is going to pick at quarterback, the former Clemson quarterback, Deshaun Watson, 28 of 33 for 426, five touchdowns and a cool 47 yards on the ground. Um, just this was the week that we were kind of that Watson can always threaten. I mean, that's that's the the upside of him is that he can just go off on a week like this. I mean, he only had. Five incompletions the whole game. Spread the ball around, breaking down the defense. I mean, I love it. And that's that's the that's the thing when you're uh, watching him is there are weeks when they're only scoring ten points, like we were talking about against the Panthers, and then they scored fifty three against the Falcons. Now, granted, I would say the Panthers are probably better, a lot better defensively than the Falcons, but you know, it just goes to show that what the talent is there. Um, I didn't love playing against him this week, so that's it, it's it's a I'm more excited than not, but I did have to play against uh, Deshaun Watson and the Eagles defense. Both scored over 40 points by themselves against me. So, and other than that, you your your first loss of the season. They did. Um, they did hand me my first loss of the season, and. I think I had a respectable week too. It's just one of those weeks where the week before I, I won probably a one I shouldn't have, and this week I lost one where the other guy scored the most points I think we've scored all week, all, all year. So, <laughs> yeah, the other guy had had not won a game yet. No, right? No, no he had not, and I'm going to hear about this later. So <laughs> it's fine. Thanks to Sean, we love you, but you cost me my fantasy game. So. But great week. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Deshaun definitely went off. There's nothing like a get-right game. When you need a get-right game to see the Falcons on the schedule, it's always a a good thing. Yeah. All right. 
So this weekend, we had a really busy weekend. Like I said, we went to the Braves game on Friday. We had a wedding on Saturday. And then Sunday was just crazy from getting back and getting settled or whatever. So I really only got to watch parts of four games this weekend. And, well, actually, yeah, four games because of Monday Night Football, too, which Browns are terrible. But the all four of my players come from the little bit of games that I got to watch with Thursday and on Sunday. So my quarterback played on Thursday night. I mentioned him earlier. It was Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He was 17 for 23 for 268, four touchdowns, no picks, 32 rush yards. We are five. So he's five games into the season. Is yet to throw an interception. Super efficient. Mm. Um, this team loves to run the football like they're they're built to run with Carson, who's just like a walking muscle, and Rashad Penny, who I mean he's he's good, but he's he's definitely a backup to Carson. Um, but yeah, they're built to run the ball. So you finally sell out. You're gonna stop Carson. You you load the box, and then Russell's able to either throw a bomb to DK or find Lockett open and then just work his way and get touchdowns. I mean, he's he's a, the ideal quarterback pretty much right now. He's mobile, super accurate, not going to turn the ball over. He's like a – he's not a game manager per se. He's like a super game manager. <laughs> is, he like, is he like a game manipulator? What about that? Yeah, it's like – I imagine Russell Wilson as the guy at the chessboard with the spectacle and a pipe with his leg crossed over the one over the other. And he's just like owning you. Like he's making these little moves that make you think like, Oh, he's not really doing much. And then boom, you're done. And so that's, that's, yeah, that's how I imagine Russell Wilson. He's a chess master. Chess master. I'm picturing a monocle too. You know, where he's just yeah, going, I said hmm. spectacle. I meant to say monocle. Yeah. I meant to say monocle. Okay. I was just, he's and just a pocket going. watch. Of course. I mean, naturally, there's a pocket watch there. Maybe a little bit of whiskey in one hand, cigar in the other. And he's just like, mm, yes, okay. Deep ball to uh, lock it. Drag your yeah. feet. I appreciate him so much so that I actually went out and traded for him this week. I uh, So the guy who had him had him wasting away on his bench behind Watson all year. So I was like, all right, Russell Wilson needs to be playing every week. So I was able to trade Lamar Jackson for Russell Wilson straight up. Yeah. Um, I got – I appreciate all Lamar's done for me. I still have him in another league. But it was time to move on to Mr. Wilson. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. That's a good It's a good trade. I like it. Um. Okay. Moving on to to another just beast mode kind of a guy, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 19 attempts, 176 yards, two touchdowns right there. And, of course, you also have to factor in the passing game with him, too. I mean, just a beast mode of a game. Flips into the end zone for one. Just And then there's another run where he goes for, like, 80 yards, uh, makes one little cut and just is off, like a little bolt of lightning. Sure, you know, I just it's been really impressive how dynamic he is. Uh, 61 yards and another touchdown through the air. So, I think the question is 
is for me is like not how good is McCaffrey is how many times can they get them him the ball and he still holds up because I mean obviously you want to get him the ball as much as possible but it's it's really impressive how much he's been able to help lead this team especially with Kyle Allen having to play uh, for an injured Cam Newton. Yeah, I saw a stat today that said that since Cam Newton has gone out and Kyle Allen has come in, Christian McCaffrey has either um, touched the ball or been the target of a touch, so like an incomplete pass, mm-hmm. on 50% of the Panthers' offensive plays. That's crazy. So literally half of the Panthers' plays are going through Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's an absurd usage rate. That's that's decent. I like and I saw it. where he had um, more. What was it? It was something about whatever he did was more than Gurley and Ezekiel. Combined. Oh yeah, I was just about to bring that up. And Gurley and Gurley was like, "Just leave us out of this right <laughs> now. This guy's a beast." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a human cheat code right now. Um, especially in fantasy football. I played against him in two of my three leagues this week, and needless to say, I took a loss in both of those leagues. Yeah. But the league that we're in together, that's the one I got to win, still holding on to my undefeated record as we go into playing each other this week. I know, so don't don't get too excited about that. You got to watch out. <laughs> my boy Josh Jacobs is on by, so... I know all all my players are on buys this week. But other than that, you better watch out. <laughs> there may have been some manipulation in the schedule whenever I made it. Mm. Just kidding. Well, I made also, it before we drafted, so he did. Know. He did make it before his dra- he drafted. He is the commissioner though, so it's a little, little highly suspect. Suspect that I'm also undefeated. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not suspicious. I'm just a little suspicious of you right now. That's all. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, who is your running back this week? Uh, my running back of the week was Mr. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. He had 19 carries for 107 yards, which is a good day. What made it a fantastic day were the four touchdowns that he ran in and also the seven catches and 75 receiving yards that he got. So he ended up with 182 total yards, and he was the beneficiary of Devontae Adams being out this week. So it wasn't Geronimo Allison. It wasn't Marcus Valdez-Scantling. It wasn't really Jimmy Graham. It was Aaron Jones. Mm. And he took all of his touches. He turned them into 182 yards and four touchdowns. So he was my running back of the week. I like it. I like it. I mean, it definitely seems to show that he'll be a high feature Especially with um, your guy with Adams, out. yeah, and hopefully, out. and I think Adams said that he expected it to be just a one-week injury, so I would expect him to play. Um, they play on Monday night this week against the Lions, so he's really put me in a tough spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, I'll need to know something by Sunday so I can adjust my lineups if he's not playing. Or if I think he's not playing, so he's really got me flustered right here. So we'll we'll see what I end up doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see how practices go. 
Yeah. Well, but not, we'll, we'll not check take in. Away from Aaron Jones, who was the guy we're talking about. Fantastic week. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Um, I'm going to stick with uh, the Texans uh, theme. I mean, if Watson had all those yards, he had to be thrown to somebody. Uh, and he was throwing to uh, Mr. Will Fuller uh, for our Notre Dame wide receiver. Great you know, first at, name. Yeah, it's a strong first name. It sounds familiar, but Will Fuller. 14 receptions, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, basically, he must have been using like a special power from like the backyard, like backyard football, where he could just like disappear and reappear, like down the field. I don't know if you remember that yeah. game where there were these different power ups you could do, and he, you could like use him at different times. And one of them would be like you either could dig a hole and pop out like down the field later or like disappear and come out later. That's what I imagine Will was doing. Um, for this game, because he was just racking up yards with his blonde dreadlocks just flowing in the wind. Um, so, big game for him. I know it's got to feel good for him because he's had a lot of tough uh, injury history, and they've shown Watson and Fuller have a strong connection if Fuller can stay on the field. So, good to see him have a good game this week. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, my receiver is a guy that's been doing it all year. And I don't even know if we've mentioned him one time yet. It's a guy that, honestly, I had no expectations for coming into the season. One of the guys who actually, he played against you this week, and he'll beat you. But whenever he drafted him in the draft in our Dynasty League, in which we have a ton of players, my first thought was like, (laughs) that's a waste of a pick. But he's like in a top 12 wide receiver on the year so far, and it's DJ Chark of the Jaguars. Yeah. DJ Baby Chark. But, I mean, he's playing more like DJ Daddy Chark right now. Yeah. He had eight catches for a, a – he had eight – he caught eight of 11 passes thrown at him for 162 yards and two touchdowns against the Panthers and James Bradbury. Now, James Bradbury has a history of playing well – against um, bigger featured receivers. So guys like Hopkins, he held him down pretty well against the Texans last week. Um, Historically, he's done well against the likes of Mike Evans, Julio Mm -hmm. Jones, um, some of those bigger guys. And DJ Chark's a pretty big guy. I think he's like 6'3", 6'4", but he's super fast. He ran like a a sub 4'4", 4'40", at the combine last year. Or you before mm-hmm. last. Um, but it's a guy that's shown a tremendous rapport with Gardner Minshew. Mr. Mr. Mustachioed Minshew himself. Mm-hmm. And he's looking like a legit player. So, yeah, I, I figured he, it was time for us to give him some love here on the pod. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, he's been he's been balling out this week. Um, I also, yeah, I played against him a couple people we've had. So he definitely seems like his favorite target right now. I like mm-hmm. him. All right. Um, I'm going to go my last pick, my tight end, which I'm not sure if we've mentioned him either yet either. He's been a top discussions of definitely being one of the top tight ends in the league, but haven't really got a chance to mention him yet. Uh, had a great game. I'm going to go George Kittle from the 49ers uh, who played on Monday night. He had six receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, 
Good to see him. Oh, and he had 18 yards rushing too. So, little, little extra there for little him. Bonus. So, little, little bonus for, for Kittle. Uh, but yeah, good week for him. Didn't like playing against all those guys, so I had to go against Kittle, Chark, Edelman, uh, and Deshaun Watson and uh, Alvin Kamara, who had an okay week. So, just add added him to the list of, of great weeks. Of Griffin Killers. Of Griffin Killers. It's okay. We'll bounce back. <laughs> All right. Uh, my tight end of the week. So just full disclosure, tight end was a pretty bleak landscape this week. Yeah. Uh, one of the top performers was Darren Fells, who had two catches for 20 yards. But both those catches were for touchdowns. Um, so that's that's kind of what we're working with this week. Only one tight end went over 100 yards. And it's a guy that like Chark and like Kittle. Uh, we just haven't really mentioned the podcast yet. And it's Gerald Everett. They're a tight end for the Rams on Thursday night. He caught 7 of 11 passes for 136. No touchdowns. But the big thing about him is with um, Brandon Cooks going down with an injury, and he may be out for a little while, Everett's going to step up to be that third receiver behind Woods and behind Cup. Mm. If that's the case, and he's available on your waiver wire, he's probably not a bad pickup because he's going to get some some looks from Goff. Yeah. No, for sure. He really will. Definitely have to throw the ball. I like it. So there are your weekly picks on the Backyard Catch podcast. Um, will you want to talk some upcoming games this week? Just some sure. quick, quick little hitters or things you're looking forward to? Sure. I'll talk about Thursday, though. I'm not looking forward to it. At some point this season, the Patriots will be required to play an actual football game against a decent team. Granted, they played the Bills. The Bills are 4-1, and one, like you mentioned. But no one expected the Bills to give them any trouble. So, the Giants, not, not going to be good. Um of course, I'm looking forward to the Panthers-Bucks game. Panthers and try to get redemption across the pond in London. The game that I think um, we're looking forward to from an offensive potential explosion is the Houston-Kansas City game. It's looking like it. I'm hoping that we see some offense there. But the game of the week that I really want to watch that I have no direct um involvement with is the San Francisco Los Angeles Rams game on Sunday. Mm. San Fran's four and oh and the Rams have lost back to back games in which their defense did not look good at all. And arguably the two best parts of San Fran's games this year have been their defense and their running game. Um with Matt Breida and now Tevin Coleman's back and then Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. Pretty much me or you could go run up, up me or you could go line up at running back and rush for fifty yards. <laughs> yeah. They've just been open in massive holes all season long. So to see like are they for real? And are the Rams like are they gonna relinquish this division, which we all kind of had them winning pretty easily. And we, I, I know at least personally, 
I had the Seahawks second, and they may still be second, and they may be ahead of the Rams. The Rams may be third in this division. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. What about you? No, those are those are great picks. Um, so I would say I'm looking forward to, to like the Texans and Chiefs and ones like that too, and Panthers Bucks. That's gonna be fun to watch. Um, and get up and watch that one. Uh, there's just some fun anecdotes I wanted to to mention. We have the Redskins and the Dolphins, who are just a highly powered matchup that's coming up, where somebody <laughs> has to win a game. So, or at least tie. They so, may shoot for the tie. I mean, so we've we've got that. 0-5 Redskins, 0-4 Dolphins. Washington's a three-and-a-half point favorite right now, which, that's interesting. Um, and then also another just I think anecdote um, is that the Browns are not on uh, national television. Thank goodness. So I'm glad that that's not a thing. Um, I, they've been really trying to push that. And they were on Monday night this past week. They were on Sunday night the week before. I think they've been on Sunday night like twice already. So the bad news is we have the Steelers in primetime on Sunday night. Yeah. So we're not totally out of the woods yet. No. But it's it's early. They had to fill all these ones in. So yeah. I don't know. It'll be it'll be nice to not have to hear about that anymore. Um, all right. And then just for for the record, a statement was there a handshake or not a handshake with Mayfield and uh, uh, Richard Sherman? I believe there was. I saw that video, and it looked like there was a handshake. There was definitely less that happened between them then happened between Baker and the other 49er players. Yeah. I don't know if anything was said or what exactly happened in the moment, mm-hmm. but I did believe I saw some hand on hand contact. Uh, I, I, I saw some, some skin that formed into a dap motion. Um, it was very quick and very subtle, but the 49ers seemed very uh, ready to go. The defense, cause you also saw Nick Bosa, the younger brother, he did the big um, flag right. celebration. <laughs> that was pretty Baker, cool. After Baker did it on their home field, which I, I didn't like at the time, but he did that back to them. So it was just, it was interesting, you know, because that's what everybody's talking about today. So there you go. It was like the yeah. blue or gold dress. Did Baker shake his hand or not? So, well, there you have it, guys. Um, Will, thanks as always for being on the podcast. Really yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on each and every week. Yeah, man. So remember, guys, thanks um, for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, like, subscribe, uh, share the episode, and tune in on backyardcatch.com for more updates. So thanks so much for listening. For now, we are signing off.